Welcome to the AverageMoms.com podcast. You're listening to Alicia, Caroline, and Crystal. We are average moms with average problems, and you're about to listen to them. Oh, I know. Wrapped up. (laughs) Only two more days. Can't come soon enough. So I have two more days until my 10-day vacay. Wait, I thought you were off. You're not off on Friday? I have Aren't one more off? day until my 10-day yeah, vacay. Um, the topic of the day is... Are we not going to talk about the weddings, the opulent weddings in the era of COVID's... I want to talk about that robe you're wearing. You don't like my robe? What about the Ramon <laughs> t-shirt? This is like my, my requisite bedtime t-shirt. I just think it's funny that you're a, I don't wear robes often. Oh, I love a robe. I love a robe. Wrap myself in a blanket all day, every day. <laughs> That's amazing. Did anyone see the article about Paris Hilton's wedding that came out a few days ago? Uh, no. I did see that she got married, but I did not double click. That's fine. I'll summarize for you. It appears that it was, I, I actually didn't read that much of it, but it appears that there was three different weddings at three different locations. Obviously there was like, you know, a multitude of wardrobe changes and all of these things. But what really, really struck me about this is that it's the second one in the last couple of weeks because Ivy Getty from the Getty family, like this socialite who, you know, is, uh, the, Get, the Getty was like a coil, uh, not oil, a, a coal, no, oil. He was an oil millionaire, now billionaire, that family. Anyway, so the granddaughter of the son of the actual entrepreneur millionaire just got married in San Francisco, Alicia, which is why I thought of you a couple weeks ago. And I was shocked at the level of opulence at that wedding. Um, because I thought, now correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like COVID has really kind of hammered home the sort of sick materialistic culture that we had and how it wasn't really rooted in what like cultural values actually are, which are like closeness and family and, and, and like humility. And I just feel like it's kind of tacky to have to have a wedding where you hire Nancy Pelosi to officiate, you hire Earth, Wind, and Fire to perform, you have six days worth of parties and insist on having everything done custom-made. Like I think it was Jean-Paul Gaultier custom-made the, the, the bridal gown, custom-made the reception gown, custom-made the bridesmaids' dresses, Manolo Blahnik or somebody else like custom-made the shoes. Like it just, to me, it's a level of Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake that just seems really, really in poor taste in these times when we have so many people that have been struggling for so long in the past two years. I think that that's not at the same level of like uh, society. Obviously, there's a whole other level of society for which 
there this whole COVID pandemic did not affect. In fact, I remember reading about how very wealthy Manhattanites were um, buying up and taking over whole blocks of shore housing. So like that they would then have their staff and their nannies expect them to go to their summer houses, bring all of their friends and family to these summer houses, no mask requirements, no rules, no concern for the safety of the staff and their families and their risk tolerances towards like being exposed, et cetera. So I think that there's like definitely uh, for the everyday middle-class person potentially and, and, you know, whatever that um, there is a level of, of that where you look at your consumerism and you look at the materialism and, and you kind of dial it down and you think more about family, but I don't know that that really exists for the ultra wealthy. But I'm just saying the optics of it for those of us, like not um, among the, the, the super Uber socialite ultra wealthy just looks very, very tacky to me. Like I just, I, I don't know. I remember sometime mid 2020 being like, you know, it was so funny because Vogue was still issuing new issues in 2020 and no one could go anywhere and nobody could do anything. There were no galas. There were no, damn it, my phone is ringing. <laughs> Sorry. Is it a little bit of an escapism though for the everyday non-ultra wealthy person to to see it? It's almost like they're they're treating themselves as if they were royalty and that and we would consume that content as if it was a movie. I don't know if that's really even healthy, like content to consume in that mindset though. Like you, we, you're looking at extreme wealth and you're like using that as a tool to escape your crappy reality. Like that doesn't seem like a necessarily good thing to be doing for the population of struggling individuals. However, I think this is like a great, somebody should have wore a like tax the rich dress to her wedding or one of her six parties or something i think that would be a great opportunity to be like well you should pay more in taxes yeah (laughs) i agree i agree with that certainly what are your takeaways beyond that carrie that that brought you to want to well yeah i mean it is it is an escapism right i mean i i read the article i hate read it but i read it but i just feel like it's also in like poor taste um to be that extravagant, you know, you can have a really nice wedding and not invite the press. And like, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't even imagine how much that wedding costs. Like, I would think that it would probably be in the hundreds of millions of dollars based on what about do you think that it was a staged event to take away from some other sort of um news coverage that we should be paying attention to, but instead are looking at these opulent weddings and being distracted? No, because I don't think the draw is that big, meaning that neither of you cared or to read it or to really like look into this the way that I did. Um, so I don't think it's that. And I'll, like, furthermore, especially with Paris Hilton, she's got some, there's some PR utility for her and her side career projects to have coverage of her, her wedding and all the, the news outlets. So making it a publicity affair, like generates that coverage. But like for Ivy Getty, who like has no skin in the game, like doesn't have a career. I mean, maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe she like designs, you know, sneakers or something ridiculous, but like she has no reason to 
benefit from excessive publicity of her wedding because she's not otherwise a media, like she's not otherwise in the media um, or has a career in media. So that to me, that's a, another reason why I just thought it was like, but why? But She's why? a like, model, a painter and a blogger, just so you know. Okay. Okay. So exactly. Uh, yeah. A model slash a slash. Artiste. She's a slash. Yeah. She's a slash. It's like a, it's a, it's yeah. Uh, anyway, I just had, I just had a bad reaction to it and I just wanted to take the temperature on whether or not you guys are equally as put off by that show of like Louis the 14th esque Versailles esque extravagance in the light of, you know, multiple national catastrophes. I do agree. I think there's also something funny about this because I've seen a lot of tweets and things from Elon Musk and people are like, X amount of money would stop world hunger. Elon Musk donate a 10th of your whatever, like just like making like sole like person in charge of fixing things. Cause he has the funds of more than any of us combined times like a hundred million. But um, I like his tweets where he's like, I would do this if it was like open source accounting so everybody could see where it goes. And it makes me wonder, like, what are these people doing that they have so much money? They could do so much good if they only did good for like not the opulence. So like even if Paris Hilton did something good with that, even if she like sold her story and like donated all that money to charity, like it just doesn't feel very genuine of a thing to do. And I don't know where I'm going with this because I lost my whole train of thought because my dog, my cat was drinking out of my dog's water bowl and almost knocked it over. <sighs> oh, <no. laughs> well, I mean, and this is my last point, and then we'll wrap up this thing, which was brought on by me, which, you know, I appreciate you guys entertaining me in this topic. But like, I like, for instance, I remember in the early 2000s, I wanted, you know, like I wanted a Chanel purse and I, and I still kind of want a Chanel purse, but like in the early 2000s, I feel like I was really more interested in like labels and having high fashion and designer and expensive this and that and, and whatever. And ironically, I've never been more poor in my life than I was at those, those times. But um, now, even when I have the means potentially to have some of those things that I wanted before, like to me, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, Anyway, there's a great quote, and that is, if you want to have a million dollars, people don't actually want to have a million dollars. They want to spend a million dollars, which is the polar opposite of having a million dollars. So, Yeah, rich don't people know. don't stay rich by spending money. Yeah. Yeah. Rich people are notoriously cheap. The very wealthy are terrible tippers. Um, I think that this is actually going to grow into a larger segment because, you know, it's the holidays. We're talking, we're going to be talking about what we're doing, you know, materialism comes about the strongest around the holidays for me. And I kind of like push back against it where I'm just like, I'm the anti-shopaholic. Like I can't, I feel almost uncomfortable shopping too much, I guess. And so I think, um, you know, seeing that extravagance versus like what, and also just the impact in the environment and all that stuff. And I, I, I don't know. This is like yeah. a much larger. Consumerism is gross. Rabbit hole. Yeah. But 
so if I want to segue into Thanksgiving stuff, right? Like, <laughs> but no, but seriously, what you were saying with the holidays coming up, and I think that's important. Like, there's all sorts of avenues for making a Thanksgiving table that's as opulent as an extravagant. It's almost like when you get older, it's not like you want a Chanel bag, but you also want designer china and you want this other stuff. Like, I mean, not that I, I necessarily want that stuff or have that stuff or have any desire, but like, to what extent do you want to materialize your Thanksgiving celebration? Like with, you know, fine silver and imported, you know, China from China. Well, and like, I often, (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, I think about like floral arrangements that are very, very expensive with out of season flowers. Right. And like, you know, the, the way that we celebrate holidays have become more and more and more extravagant. Like if you think back to, or I don't know if you like read a book about, um, like olden times, it's all like handmade things that are being used as the decorations. But now people are going to Target and buying or whatever, Home Depot or Walmart or whatever, and getting the latest and greatest blow up Thanksgiving turkey thing. And, um, you know, with all the packaging that that stuff comes in and then the longevity, like how how long is that nylon blow up turkey going to last how many seasons will it last does it break after one season and like you just collect more and more and more of this plastic stuff and but like it's really simple it's just about having a meal with your family around a table with some like you can collect pine cones or like make it a little more like homespun it doesn't need to be the fine china or if you do have fine china it's something that was like uh, handed down over over your like through your right. generations, right? Yeah, I have pretty good China, right. but it's uh, from my husband's grandmother who bought it at an estate sale like 20 years ago or something. Yeah, but Crystal, is your China from China? I'm just kidding. I just think that's funny. I don't know. Um, I, think I also is. have hand-me-down <laughs> China. Yeah. I don't know if it's from China. I don't have China. But so here's the thing is I have another set that I had that was like given to us when we first moved in. That's like not, not good by any means, but I hate the thought of it going and like sitting somewhere getting thrown away just because it's like, it is that consumerism. Like, so it's sitting in a box in my basement, which is doing absolutely nobody any good, but it's not sitting in a landfill. So I need to like find a home for everything that I like want to give away. And I feel like Goodwill, things just go to Goodwill to die. So like. What else are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, I am supposed to be going to North Carolina to see my family, my parents and my sister and her husband and their baby and all of my friends and everyone I ever grew up with. (sighs) But it's going to be not a super great experience. Um, COVID has put a damper on who we can and can't see. Not everybody that we know and love is vaccinated and Thankfully, a lot of people are understanding of the situation that we were in with Millie and we can't, nobody's being like super mean to us or anything. I feel like people get like super um, defensive when you say, hey, you're not vaccinated. Uh, I can't come around you. But it's, I think everybody is generally very understanding of my child having a medical condition and us not 
being risk tolerant enough to bring her around people who aren't vaccinated. I'm not even comfortable bringing her around like large groups of vaccinated people because of the way this is spreading. And at this point, it's just safer for us to avoid, to continue to avoid people that I love. And it's like quite lonely. But, I mean, um, will the weather, because it's still, because, you know, me and Alicia are in Georgia and it still gets up to like 70 degrees in the middle of the day here. Now it's chilly in the morning. But is there a way that you guys could do a meal outside? Maybe. And then you can know. get pine cones and you can like forage for branches to make as the, because I'm into this. <laughs> I think this is much better than going to Home Goods and like buying out their stock of like fake flour floral arrangements and Thanksgiving accoutrement but I I just hate you know it's it's like a it's it's a double-edged sword too because it's also like you know it's hard to to go without seeing family it's those are those are hard decisions and I'm trying to find a way to make a win-win out of it yeah um I don't know possibly I think that a lot of people are also going to be doing their own thing so we're only going to be down there for two days so really we're going to see who we can see to the best of our ability and it'll just be a whirlwind trip and we'll be back up here. But I am making plans to like get up with like friends that I've had since elementary school who are all vaccinated and hopefully, hopefully those don't fall through. Some of them are in the medical fields. So they get exposed pretty often. So I'm hoping fingers crossed that my husband will let me leave him with our child while I go see people that I haven't seen in since my wedding. Actually, does he get along with your parents? Because you'd be leaving him essentially with your parents to go out with your friends, right? He, yeah, he gets along with my parents okay. I mean, they reasonable relationship. Uh, so wait, d- did you say that you? When's the last time you went down to North Carolina for Thanksgiving? So we alternate every other year for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so the last time I was down for Thanksgiving was. 2019 and we were down last year for Christmas so I mean I see my family for one holiday a year which sucks (laughs) oh man when I was living in California you could not get me to come home for the holidays it was just not a thing because it's like cold and I don't want to be cold so I would only go home in August for the summertime to like go to the beach and blah 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 um and I think I was in California for like five or six years when my mom finally was like, can you please come home for Christmas? Plus your grandmother's going to be here. And I was like, I guess I can do that. <laughs> and that was like a cross country flight during the middle of winter. But driving to, I know that you said that um, Millie doesn't do great on car trips and long, long drives. No, she does not. Really not looking forward to that. Um, do you guys get into decorating for holidays? I know we, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but I just was wondering about like what you're kind of, cause I, I don't know, man, I never got the memo about like, maybe it's just cause it's recent enough, but like the whole decorating for Thanksgiving and like, I don't know. I just never was really into tablescapes until I discovered that tablescapes were like a thing like two years ago. Um, so I don't have anything and we're just going to throw it together. And not that it's at my house anyway, it's at my mother-in-law's, so I don't have to deal with it, thankfully. But what's a tablescape? Is that just like all the decorations on the, the flowers and the, the yeah, like settings just, and yeah. Yeah. And the, like the, the plates and the cups and the, the, the silver and then the, the, you know, the, the centerpieces and 
you know, the way the napkin is arranged, whether or not it's like, I don't know, that's folded like a turkey. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you fold your napkin into like a turkey shape or a swan. An origami napkin. (laughs) I'm more about the food. Uh, No, we don't really decorate. I think, so I have like these little window cling things that Millie like absolutely loved. And they're like little acorns and pumpkins and like a turkey and I don't know, but she like loved them. But then I got a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas for her to like, like a little tree for her to like Velcro like ornaments on and off. I'm hoping she'll leave our actual tree alone if she has like her own tree to decorate. But Millie is in love with decorations. This is probably going to have to be a thing in our house where it has never been a thing before. We usually like decorate our tree and I usually put out like my little village and stuff. But like Millie wants to see lights and never have we ever put lights on our house before. In the house? So, well, it might be the year to start. On nothing. Crystal, this is like the first year. I don't know about you, but last year when I was working full time out of the home, like it was really hard to get all my Christmas stuff together and all any holiday stuff together. It was very much like a stressful occasion. But now that we're working from home, like I feel like I can do a little bit more. And um, so if, if there's any year to put up Christmas lights, this is it, at least compared to last year for me. Yeah, same. Because we didn't have any up last year either. I also just don't want to buy them while they're peak expensive. So maybe next year we'll have Christmas lights up. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's good. Starting January 1st, they'll be real cheap. Yeah. I did pull a Pinterest-worthy decoration tip off of uh, actually Pinterest um, where I, like, wrap doors like bows they're like with bows so it's like presents so it's like you put ribbon vertical and oh. horizontal and you put like a little bow on it and I keep all that stuff every year and I have done it I didn't do it last year because I was too stressed with work and a child who barely ever slept but um yeah I'm gonna do that this year and I think she's gonna love that I don't think she's gonna leave it alone though I think it's gonna come off the door 700 times a day my <laughs> neighbor has put a bow cloth and um, centerpiece wreath on her door to make it look like a, a, a wrapped present. And she was telling me that it's her family tradition and she makes, she hand stitches them every, uh, every time she needs to. So like she has, she just moved into this house this year. So her, um, her existing ones didn't match the door color that she had. So she had to create a new one. So she made it out of a deep red velvet and then she, also created the centerpiece wreath too. And I was just like, wow, that is, I mean, it's, it's, I've never actually seen it before. So, I mean, maybe I have, but it, um, it looks pretty cool. Oh, I do but. all the doors in my house, like the basement door, bedroom doors, closet, bathroom, everything, every door gets wrapped like a present with like a little, like a vertical, I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture, but it's uh, I really like it. It makes it feel a little bit more festive without actually doing very much effort. It was hard the first year because I had to like cut all the ribbon and junk, but this year I just like it's already cut, so I just tape the short pipe, the short piece up and the long piece up, and then slap a bow on it. <laughs> That's awesome. But this is the Thanksgiving episode of our podcast, so or we'll talk about holiday. Christmas. I guess it could be the holidays. We could just Hi. roll right into it. Well, I think it is logical because, like, the, the next step after Thanksgiving is, like, Black Friday and everybody's, like, panic buying for Christmas. Ugh, I don't even want to get it. I mean, honestly, and I think we talked about this via chat, but 
my kids are birthdays are September and October and then Hank's birthday is November. So by now and by Christmas, I'm just like, y'all have already gotten a lot of stuff and you don't need more stuff. I'll buy you socks and stuff for Christmas because that's like what you need and you don't need more toys and you don't need more gadgets. Um, but I don't subscribe to Black Friday shopping. I get overwhelmed. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I just, I can't, I can't like focus on it. It drives me crazy. I, every year I'm just like, no, I'm just, it's too much. I can't do it. I don't either. I'm actually done with all of our shopping with the exception of one gift card that I need to get for Steve. I have done zero shopping. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've actually done a pretty good amount of it. Does anyone else get toy catalogs in the mail? So like this time of year, you start to get all these toy catalogs in the mail. And so Everett, my oldest, loves to look at these. So, and sometimes in lieu of reading him an actual book before bedtime, we'll look at this toy catalog and he kind of like goes through and is like, oh, cool. I want that. I want that. You know, whatever. I love it. And it's not that I like go through and buy him everything that he asked for, but it's actually really fun and engaging. And I find myself enjoying looking at them too, because it's fun for me to see what kind of toys are on the market now. Because otherwise I don't really watch TV. So I don't see a lot of, especially not kids TV. So I don't see a lot of like commercials and the kids programs that we do put on are usually through like Disney plus or something where we don't get access to a lot of like toy commercials. So I really have no idea what the toy landscape looks like right now, except for those toy catalogs that I get in the mail. So fun for the whole family. I got one from Amazon. As far as I know, I think kids uh, TV shows are not necessarily really allowed to do a whole lot of toy advertising like what we used to get inundated with when we were kids. But yeah, yeah, we got the Amazon catalog as well. And Hank thought it would be fun to just tell Graham, okay, put a star next to the toys that you like. And I'm like, we're not well, buying any of these it comes toys. With, but it comes with stickers. But yeah, I mean, I right. did the same thing with my kid because he has fun. And you know, it's funny, I was going through it like a couple of days after it got there. And he had literally gotten the stickers and putting them on all the dinosaur things. And you know, he's obsessed with dinosaurs. So I was like, wow, he followed my instructions. But no, we're not getting him. We're not getting him that stuff. But it's still fun for him. So I'm fine with that. Well, Graham ended up like putting a star next to every single freaking toy. He's like, yes, I want this. I want this. I want this. He wanted the whole catalog. Oh, well. Which is He's going to be disappointed on Christmas, I guess. But we got, we, I, I like Lakeshore Learning. We get their catalog too because I ordered um, a couple of things for Christmas for the kids last year from there. And um, I like their stuff. Um, yeah. Haven't heard of I've it. never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They they cater a lot to like uh, elementary school and pre K classrooms too, so they have a lot of that kind of stuff. But um, I find the toys are kind of like good. Um, you know, they're not like it's not just a whole bunch of whiz bang light up, you know, gimmicky stuff. It's like you know, good toys. So. I'll just say again, or not again, but I'll say that we are not sponsored by any companies or corporations whatsoever. So these companies, no, these companies but if you want to sponsor us, totally we'll take your money <laughs> for all of our eight listeners. We've right, now exactly. suggested. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we can influence eight people. So mm -hmm. yeah, at least eight people. So we, not including we, ourselves. Maybe we definitely deserve the advertising funding. Um, I don't, okay, wait. I know you guys were talking about Black Friday. Can I just pick, like go back to that? Because I know people that are really, really into Black Friday and I have toyed with the, Maddie V, Alicia and yep. my friend, Maddie V is like obsessed with Black Friday, like goes to the stores at four in the morning or at least used to. 
Um, and I have toyed with the idea of like not going to Best Buy at four in the morning, but like maybe going to the mall at like 9 a.m. and shopping. But like I just have never done it. But maybe I'll do it this year since I don't have to work. I did in my in high school and in in uh, early in college. I think we, my mom and I, would go to the mall and get like the Black Friday deals. But it was the Morristown Mall. It wasn't a whole yeah. crazy scene. It was just a very small mall in New Jersey. <laughs> I take it as an opportunity to like boycott, and I realize my like one little person is not gonna like make a big difference. But I hate the fact that people like. People who are shopping at 4 a.m. on Black Friday are, like, requiring people to stay super late on Thanksgiving or to come in on Thanksgiving to work and set up the store and set up the sales and blah, blah, blah. And that, like, defeats the purpose for me of having a holiday that I'm super thankful for to, like, rip away somebody else's family time so they can go enable my consumerism. Valid, 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 100%. So I I actually do not buy anything on black friday except for like gas if i'm like traveling yeah (laughs) but i have two round tables um ideas and then i think we wrap it up with a bow for thanksgiving it could Mm be orange and and yellow colored or whatever a door bow a cornucopia a cornucopia um round table number one favorite Thanksgiving food. Mine, I'm going to do a savory and a sweet. My favorite savory food is mashed potatoes. It has to be mashed potatoes all the way. With or without gravy? Um, With gravy. With gravy. And then the sweet favorite food is pie. But what pie? Maybe it's a pie round table. Sub, sub round table in the round table my favorite pie would did we already do a pie round table apple pie how american of you thank you Even though um I'm, I'm all sides for thanksgiving i'm like all sides all the time so if you gave me like a choice i would eat only the stuffing i would also eat the mashed potatoes and i would also i love that like cheesy tacky green bean casserole with like the two cans of the the two cans of the green beans and the one can of the cream and mushroom soup like that's so good. And the and the, Tell me, the crispy fried onions. What's the cheese on the green bean casserole? I've never had, I don't know that oh, I've had I just, cheese on it. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not actually cheese. Um, I just mean that it's like kind of like a cheesy, like, you know, oh, it's, got not it, exactly, got it, got it. it's not exactly high cuisine. Right, know, right. To just pour uh, three cans of, three cans of slop together and bake it for half an hour. But it's delicious. green bean casserole. It's so I good. Know. And stuffing. Also yeah. good. Yeah, okay. all sides. Favorite pie? Oh, uh, pumpkin. Pumpkin. I do, you know, pumpkin or pecan? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the way you just said pecan hurts my heart. You live in Georgia. <laughs> uh, my, I am also an all sides person. I don't really care for a turkey generally or anything like that. Um, but I am a huge fan of the green bean casserole with extra, extra crunchies on top because they're yeah. so good. I know. Um, I also, my grandfather used to make green beans with, uh, fat back, like mm-hmm. picked, like fresh picked green beans that he made with fat back and it was so good. And I've 
like I have memories of this flavor, but I have never had them since he passed away because nobody makes them. And I don't think anybody even like tries to make them. I don't know why. Maybe I will. Uh, but I also have like a weird one. I really like pickled beets and my family has pickled beets at every like <laughs> holiday. Um, my favorite pie, uh, normal, I don't know. So here's the thing. I have like caveats. I really like toppings on pie. Like if I'm going to have a pie and I have an apple pie or like a pumpkin pie with like Cool Whip, I'm going with pumpkin pie with Cool Whip. If I have a pumpkin pie, but there's no Cool Whip and I have an apple pie that has ice cream, I'm going with the ice cream. Yeah. But like two years ago, I had a pie that was like a supreme, I don't know what it was. It was basically a Reese's cup. And it was freaking wow. delicious. It was like a Reese's cup with a cheesecake on the bottom. And holy crap. It was like the pumpkin supreme pie. And it was like Reese's cup on top and like pumpkin cheesecake on the bottom. And it was like blows that is not my a mind. Delicious. That's like a Valentine's Day pie. God, not it was Thanksgiving so good. appropriate pie. <laughs> I, I probably ate half of it. I was breastfeeding at the time. I justified every single calorie. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter is a great galactagogue. So great for What's milk a, production what is a oh look at that i didn't know that foods that pro, that help produce more milk galactagog um, it sounds i like do a believe that's word. how you say it i can't yeah. even say the word i know what you're talking about but galactagog galactagogog oh god now i don't know Maybe. anyway um second round table because it's thanksgiving what are we most thankful for can I start yes you may I am literally the most upon most thankful that as of Monday I will not have to go to an office nine hours a day because I am so so excited to to sit and to not have to to grind nine hours in an office you're you're taking your career into your own hands I am just I'm in a transition phase right now I don't know where the dice are going to shake out but I know that it's going to be I know that it's going to be less draining than what I'm currently dealing with so that is what I'm thankful for well very good amazing Crystal what are you most thankful for I am so thankful that my child is sleeping again. I went through a, a fairly rough week-ish of time where this girl was waking up in the middle of the night because she missed me. <laughs> Which is incredibly sweet, but not a 3 a.m. baby. No. <laughs> uh, I also am just really happy with the way things have been recently with her when she's gone through a couple issues with like being constipated and like not particularly feeling well. But, like, overall, when she's, like, basically when she's pooped, her mood is amazing. And she's so sweet. And today she made this stupid tree at daycare that, like, made me sob because she put all the things. It's, like, Millie's thankful tree. And she put all the things that she's the most thankful for. And she she told our daycare lady what to write, obviously, because she can't write. But she wrote, like... My bitter brother on there, and like she, she lo- she's thankful for pasta, and she's thankful for 
uh, her baby dolls and her mommy and her daddy. And oh, that's it's just, so cute. God, it just melts my heart. And, and today Bitzer's the doggy. Yeah, Bitzer's my pupper. But she, like, hugs him every night and says goodnight to him. Like, she's a real brother. But he, she came in today and she goes, she shows it to me and she's all proud of herself. And she goes, Mommy, I'm thankful for you. I'm like, Oh, so can I have her? Yes. That's really cute. Can I have her? I'm just kidding. It was really sweet. That's adorable, though. I hope my kids' daycare does something like that because I want to be equally as moved. Like teary right now. No, it my mine would be every ever. It's like I'll be. He's going to be thankful for his toy dino show that he watches TV, and he's going to be thankful for. His his Indominus Rex and that end of end of tree. <laughs> her baby, I'll show you guys. Look, it's like her baby dolls and pasta and uh, my friends and Miss Crystal, who is her daycare lady. Um, my bitter brother. Aww. <laughs> God, so sweet. Alicia, sweet what are you most thankful for? <laughs> I have a two part. I'm very thankful for uh, my house that I'm going to be completed buying in two days and that will be there for Thanksgiving and I'm just scared but also excited and, and thankful for the universe providing me with a beautiful home to live in and, uh, and, and just feeling settled because we've moved four times in two years and I've rented my whole life, so I'm excited to own property. Um, and my two-parter thankfulness is that the boys have started occupying and playing with each other. So I no longer have to, you know, worry about uh, entertaining them constantly anymore. So I'm thankful that the boys have found in playmates in each other and uh, and alleviated the the strain of 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 entertaining them constantly. So that's what I'm thankful for. All right. Well, this has been our episode on Thanksgiving. And so when we reconvene and have another conversation, most likely it'll be around Christmas. So stay tuned and we'll see you in a little while. Bye. Thank you for listening to the AverageMoms.com podcast. If it's not one thing, it's some other.